it's much easier to teach people how to brew coffee than it is to teach people how to engage with customers. So in the beginning, we used to hire people from other coffee brands who were baristas because we thought, okay, that'll give them a head start. But actually what's, what's more difficult and harder mm. to do is train people to have the confidence to engage with customers. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode three of our five-part series with Matt from Blue Takai. And Matt, we are talking about building a specialty coffee brand in a producing country and specifically in India. Now, we're talking, we have spoken about what it's like to establish a specialty coffee market where there wasn't one. The harder mm-hmm. part of that element, I suspect, is actually building a workforce. Um, was that your experience? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, because there was no real specialty market when we started, that means that there were no people who we could hire who had the right. skills that we were looking for. So we basically had to do everything from, from scratch. Uh, I mean, actually starting with ourselves, uh, we, we, we weren't from the specialty <laughs> industry. So we, so we, we had to upskill ourselves. So that this we could is a cappuccino. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but so like in the beginning, I like for the first two, two and a half years, I roasted most of the coffee. Okay. Uh, and then I was able to train someone under, you know, train a few people under me to roast the coffee and, uh, actually it's like one of the, the, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm most proud of. And so, uh, actually after me, then we had brought in some people from abroad who then led the roastery. Yeah. Uh, but one of the first people that I trained, he's from, uh, just the, a, a village in, in West Bengal. Uh, and, and, you know, he went to government schools, which is not a great education, but just this last year he passed his Q grader and oh, for him wow. to be able to come from where he came from and just through his sheer determination and just, he was just a sponge. Anytime someone would come in, he would just ask them all sorts of questions. And, and now, now this last year he passed his Q grader. So that was like, I was so incredibly proud of, of, of him. Wow. Uh, but uh, so I would say like that sort of, we've had to do a lot of, a, a lot of that is sort of kind of take people with skill set that weren't, uh, you know, I would say li- very limited skill set, uh, you know, and, 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 you know, I grew up in the U S and I, and I often say that like, you know, someone with a high school degree from the U S has, uh, a- equivalent skills as someone with a college degree and sometimes even MBA from, from India, just because mm-hmm. of the, the, the difference in the quality of education, um, at, at, at certain levels, obviously there's institutions mm-hmm. in India that are amazing, but most, most people that we were hiring from are not, are not coming from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just being able to kind of uh, work with 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 the skill set of people that 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 you're hiring and and that that was definitely a challenge, um, and I think you know on the roasting side it's easier to manage because you know even at our scale we have eight nine roasters. On the cafe is when you're starting to deal with you know hundreds and hundreds of people, mm-hmm. um, and 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 equipping those people with. Uh, the skills to to deliver uh, not just brew the coffee correctly because I mean that's very important but more importantly deliver the level of customer experience that we want that's that's been a a process for us so um, 
there were, uh, I mean, even before we started, there were other coffee chains, but they were, uh, you know, more on the commodity side. Mm-hmm. And and it seemed like the general kind of uh, understanding was that, uh, okay, I've, I've bought this machine that cost several thousand dollars. I bought a grinder that cost $7,000. So anybody can just be hired to just press the buttons and, and make the coffee. So easy, uh, right? So just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all there in front of you. Just, you know, just press the up, buttons. Done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, so, so, uh, you know, we, we had, had to, and, and because of that, they were actually paid a, ve- a very, very low salary, minimum wage mm. salary. Um, and, and so what we wanted to do is we really wanted to change things where kind of, we sort of tried to elevate the position of barista because not only does it require a lot of effort to brew a cup of coffee, but really to be able to explain to customers what's different about that coffee. Mm. You know, we have a range of different coffees, be able to guide them to pick a coffee that they would like based on their taste preferences and brewing method. That's uh, that, that that's something easy. And what we found is that it's much easier to teach people how to brew coffee than it is to teach people how to engage with customers. So in the beginning, we used to mm-hmm. hire people from other coffee brands who were baristas because we thought, okay, that'll give them a head start. But actually what's, what's more difficult and harder mm-hmm. to do is train people to have the confidence to engage with customers. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Um, and, and so now now we hire mostly uh, a mix, but mostly people who have never worked before, but who are really good at interviewing, have good communication skills, because then then it's easier with the the kind of training system that we have to to be able to to uh, for them to deliver the experience because coffee coffee is, is is something that can be taught much more easily. One thing that uh, impressed the hell out of me was when you were on the panel, you and Yusuf and Shravan and I think there was four or five of you on the panel, and you started talking about the culture that you built. Which, you know, I wish even in countries like Australia that have a a really well-established coffee industry, that more cafe owners were talking about an intentional culture that they were building in their cafe. We don't have that as much here as you would expect. Whereas it it seems to be front and centre of what you guys are building at Blue Tokai, that you want a culture in your workplace that you've defined and that you, uh, you hope that everyone aspires to is that correct yeah i I, so i think you know i I mean i grew up in the u.s so i i was used to that working culture in india especially when we started had more of a hierarchical culture Mm -hmm. where there's austin he just tells you what to do and Mm -hmm. uh whereas i kind of took the approach that you know we're going to work side by side with everybody uh, there's not a single job in the company that any of the founding team has hasn't done. Mm-hmm. We've, you know, like I mentioned, that I've roasted coffee, but we also work in cafes. We boxed shipments. We've swept floors. We've done everything, and and the the idea behind that is that like everybody's work has value. Like we're all working to, together to deliver the experience that we want to give to the customer. And every single piece in that process needs to happen with whatever, you know, people need to put in the, the same amount of effort across everything in order for that to happen. Um, and so a, 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 as part of that, it's about how can we 
get people to buy into that. And, and it helps a lot if, if you're the boss and you're, you're kind of working alongside people, people really, you know, that, that transmits, that's something that, that, you know, people will talk about and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll try and implement that with their team members. Um, so we've, we've very intentionally built a culture where, you know, everybody's work has value, respect across all levels of organization, try to make it as flat as possible. Even now people are, you know, anybody in the company has my number, they WhatsApp me if something's happening and, and we try and resolve that. Uh, so it's, it's a very intentional culture that we built that, that really tries to celebrate the role of everybody's work. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I wish more cafe owners would recognize the payback that it brings to the entire company when you intentionally build a functional culture in a workplace. It gives people a lot of signals about belonging and and what the company stands for and what they'll tolerate and what they won't tolerate and what can be expected from them. I think it's really undervalued as a business strategy in, in coffee. Yeah, I mean, people will mimic what what they see the boss is doing. If they see the yeah. boss is shouting at people below them, then they're going to start shouting 100%. at people below them. If they say that I'm not going to touch that, then they're going to say you do that. I'm not going to touch that. Uh, and I think that especially in a service environment, there's no way that you can expect people who are miserable to be able to deliver good quality service, right? If if you hate going into work and 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 so like even it was always six days of work in India like for a long time and and from the very beginning we've only done five days of work because we wanted people to have you know two days off to to you know in, uh, enjoy the rest of their life. It shouldn't be that you're you're always at work all the time. So it's about trying to find small things to to help improve kind of the 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 day to day lives so that you know. Ultimately, happy people are going to deliver a happy experience. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's what it was about. So as you build Blue Takai and you start convincing people like about this specialty coffee thing, this crazy idea that you've got around specialty coffee and you want to teach people how to make cappuccinos and this is going to be a job you can do as a career and stuff like that. How does, how does that start to be received? by people who have never heard about specialty coffee and want to trust you and take this endeavor? So I think uh, it was quite difficult for us to hire in the beginning because, uh, you know, people don't see the brand wasn't that well known. The We're working in an industry that's very yeah. niche. They'd rather try and get a job with a multinational company or or McDonald's or someone right. that has that, that, and even at even at you know uh, higher levels of the organization, right? Like so, uh, it was difficult for us. Like as I mentioned, we didn't have people uh, a pool of kind of people with uh, industry experience to draw upon. Mm -hmm. But even things like in finance, you don't necessarily need you know specialty coffee experience, right? To run the yeah. books, you just need yeah, to yeah. be a good book. You know all of these other functions, right? So even there, people are not willing to kind of join because really it's. Yeah, I mean, they they would rather join some, you know, you know, a bank or something right. like that. So, they didn't see the vision. So overall, yeah, overall, I think um, it's only now that we've reached a certain kind of scale that that we're able to get, uh, you know, that we have more people who are interested in joining us, who are really, you know, have skill sets that we need, who are uh, easy, like we're we're willing to come on. Um, but you know, at the ground level, I think 
what does help is that you know uh, there are now starting to become people who are interested in coffee mm. um and so people are joining because they see uh you know Plutoka and other other companies like us who who are investing in in uh, giving knowledge to people who are interested in coffee and you know training them and developing their skills and i think coffee has now become a bigger thing in india and mm-hmm. that's making it uh, easier and 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 we're getting sort of a wider pool of people who are who are interested in joining. I got to ask you before we wrap up this episode, what was it like when they started tasting specialty coffee? Your staff. <laughs> so there's there's a typical <laughs> uh, a typical journey that happens is that when people join they just drink tea. Like they don't even drink <laughs> coffee. They're like coffee is bitter. I don't want coffee. They drink tea. Then somehow they start drinking lattes <laughs> uh, and putting a lot of sugar in. Then they'll then then they'll move to americanos and then now like people I've seen the whole journey. Then people started drinking uh, like uh, light so roasted pour overs. Uh, so it's 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 very cool to see the journey, both like you know obviously with customers, but even within the the staff. Like uh, I mean, it sort of tells you kind of how powerful this this yeah. product is that, <laughs> that we as an industry are are working in that like uh, we're drug dealers mate <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice so in the next episode we are going to take a look at the difference between what a company like Blue Tukai is doing what the commercial industry is like we're going to kind of get a perspective on that because I suspect that there's a difference and I don't know, but I suspect that there's a difference between specialty versus commercial in India than the way it is here in Australia or in the United States. So um, join us for next episode, folks. Peace, love and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Mapper Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Mapper Forward, head to mapperforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.